We're going to have Mr. McGoosey. Come on. He, he uh, dressed appropriately for church this morning, right, with his native dress. The, let's reach your hand towards Marlon and just bless him. We thank you for Marlon, who really is a son of this house, and he's a great man of God. And we thank you, Lord, for him and for Mary and their three beautiful children and for the deposit that you put in him, the revelation that you have given him and are giving him. And so I pray you, you give him grace to release some of that this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all doing all right? Don't you just love the activity of the Holy Ghost? You know, the, the thought of not really having him around just gives me nightmares. Because I don't see how you can actually survive the Christian life without the Holy Ghost. Being actively present in your life, you know. And if you haven't met him, I think today will be a good day. If you already have him, guess what? You can always have some more of him. You know, because Jesus said, you know, to his government, there will be what? A continuous increase, right? So that means the kingdom is continuously expanding. So even in our own hearts and in, inside of us, that kingdom is continuously expanding. That means the capacity of the Holy Ghost is limitless. So that means you can get as much as you like and partake as much as you want to partake of the Spirit of God because He's freely given by the Father. Freely given by the Father. Okay? Because it says in Isaiah, what? Come without... Money. If you're thirsty, come and drink. So, anyways. So, Father, we just thank you for this time. For your presence today, Father, we thank you. For the open heaven, we thank you, Father. For the host of heaven that are in this room right now, presently bringing your revelations, we say thank you. For the cloud of witnesses, Lord, that are peering into the earth, looking into us, bringing worship to you, Father. We welcome you. Whew. And Holy Spirit, we just want to say we love you. <laughs> we love your activity. We love your presence, Holy Ghost. And I just ask you, start us up inside this morning, Holy Spirit. Make yourself known to even to the people that do not know you. And for us that already know you, let there be an increase in our hearts to understand you and to walk with you. And we all say it. Amen. So there's this thing that has been uh, burning my heart since uh, the last message that I spoke. And it's interesting how the Lord can give you one scripture. And out of that one scripture, you can actually get to preach for a really long time out of it. It, it kind of boggles your mind that there's so much revelation in what the Lord speaks in one sentence. That throughout eternity, we'll still be trying to ask the Holy Spirit, what did the Father mean by that? Which is good news. I like that. So, uh, let's go ahead and put uh, that scripture that I, that I used last week. That's fine. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 4, starting from verse 6. And this is in the NLT version. Okay, the New Living Translation. I love that translation. Um, I like simpleness. So, and I found that that translation is really simple for me to understand. 
and read. It says, it's for God who say, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts, so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. So the part of the Holy Ghost was highlighting this time was that last part. So that this makes it clear that our great power is not from God. I mean, it's from God and not from ourselves. And I remember a couple of Sundays ago when, while I was worshiping, I had this vision. And it's like I was standing in this wide open plain. And I could see the horizon in the distance. And I asked the whole, another Holy Spirit, you said, look out there and tell me what you see. And I looked out there and what I could see was blazing fire coming towards me at a tremendous speed. As a matter of fact, it scared me. So the people that in California that see all those wildfires, I'm sure it's a terrifying sight to look at because some of them are like, well, 30 feet high, worth of high, you know what I mean? And the hit that comes out of that is enough to really kill you. Like, really? So I was terrified when I was looking at this vision. I remember the Holy Spirit just comforted me, holding my hand, saying, nah, you don't need to be afraid. Fear not, for this is for you. <laughs> I'm going to say one more time the Holy Spirit said this is for you this is for you how many people know that we need power from heaven and how the Holy Spirit said that flaming fire that I was seeing coming at tremendous speed was the power of God coming to fill us up was power of God coming to equip us because there is a great harvest that is to come. And guess what? You need the power of God to be able to harvest that which is put in front of us. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and I like to call that fire that I was looking at Firepower. That's the phrase of the Holy Spirit gave me. Firepower. 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 Let's go ahead. Let's go to Second Timothy there. Second Timothy chapter 1, starting from verse 6. This is still in the NLT version. So I'm going to read from 6 through 7. It says this. This is Paul encouraging Timothy, a young man, who had a church that he was... Watching off in Ephesus. And Paul was encouraging him about what was in him, what was inside of him. That Paul was actively trying to bring to his awareness. And I feel like today that's what the Lord is planning to do here for us. To bring an awareness to that which is, which is inside of us. Because last time when I spoke, I said we do have this great treasure within our own selves, right? A tremendous Treasure in jars of clay. So that we may understand that all surpassing power that we have is not from us, but from heaven above. So he goes on and says this until he says, 
This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God gave you when I lay my hands on you. For God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and mind say self-discipline. Some of you might say self-control. So the part I want to emphasize is what kind of spirit did God give us? Spirit of fear? No. But of what? Power. Power. That's where it is at. Most people might be uncomfortable about hearing the power of God. You might have a false humility about the power of God. Oh, no, I don't want to touch that. Oh, man, you crazy. <laughs> I am serious. You're going to have someone that there is no way you can exist on this earth with an enemy lacking without power inside of you to actually do something. Because Jesus said himself, I have come to what? Destroy the walks of thee. What would you do with that with? Stick? Choose? Now you're just going to speak words. You know, devil, I just tell you, you need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to emphasize that one more time. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-control. We have come to a point, honestly, if you look around the world right now, we as Christians can no longer afford to have a, some sort of form of godliness. Like period. There's a line being drawn in the sand. And it's either you're in the light or you're in the darkness. Period. There's not an in-between. I mean, those are times we could kind of, you know, kind of linger and kind of get away with it. But now that time is really fading away. Fast. Because that fire is really an all-consuming fire of God. Which is the passion of the Father himself. Come into bond what is not his. And shake what is not his. Whatever is left standing is what will be filled with power. Now, I don't want you to take this message as a condemnation. It's not a condemnation. As a matter of fact, just how the Holy Spirit said, I want you to encourage my people so that they can start tapping into this very intentionally. There's an intention now that you have to have in your heart to go after the power of God. I've never seen anybody say, you know what, I'm looking for a job, so you're just going to sit at home, and hopefully my drop in your lap. Yeah, go figure. Anyways, highly not likely. You see, this is what Paul said in 2 Timothy, starting from chapter 3, starting from verse 4, all the way through 5. This is where Paul was encouraging Timothy about all this stuff that was going to happen in the last days. So I'm just going to pick up from the middle of it. Okay? And he says, you know, some of, some of them will be treacherous, rushed, conceited, lovers of pleasure than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, we can no longer have that. So Paul was encouraging Timothy. He said, listen, uh, there's no way you can have godliness without what? Power. Because the power of God is actually what helps you live a godly life. And actually in this day and age, you can see that. You can see a form of godliness, but absolutely denying the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit himself, he's the least spoken 
personal to Godhead. But yet when, as I say, there's going to be Emmanuel, which means what? God with? And Jesus comes as Emmanuel, but yet does what? Leaves and goes back to the Father, right? So obviously you go, what in the world is going on? You see, God is going to live in the midst of us, right? But Jesus said what specifically? It's good that I go to thee? Because if I go to the Father, he's going to send thee? The gift, right? Who's the what? The Holy Ghost. He says the gift of the Father. What did Paul encourage Timothy, what I just read? Start what? Start the gift that is where? Inside of you. When you look in the book of Acts, most people that actually got or received the Holy Spirit, they got the Holy Spirit, what? Laying off hands. So Paul is saying to Timothy, listen, I lay hands on you. You receive the Holy Ghost. Guess what? You need to store that gift that you got from the Father. Oh, Jesus, waking our hearts right now. Open our hearts. Open us wide open, Holy Ghost. Wide open that we may receive, we may receive, we may receive. This is not something that you're going to catch with your mind. It is something that is caught with your heart, not with your mind. So it's not for you to try to understand the mystery of the Holy Spirit. It's for you to do what? Receive. Period. Nothing else. Just receive what you're hearing. Don't try to understand it with your mind. You're going to talk yourself out of it. All the enemies are going to talk you out of it. Thank you, Jesus. You see, when you look at the book of Acts, right? You notice in the first chapter, here are the disciples absolutely following the command of Jesus, right? Don't do what? Don't leave that place until you receive power. From on high, is it an option? It's a command. I mean, I, I, I don't know whether you catch what I'm just saying right now. It was not if you think. Jesus said, do not leave that place until what? You receive the Holy Ghost from up high. That was a command from the Lord. Am I talking to myself? It, it brings another holy reverence fuel the Lord in it. She could boom the Lord. So when you look at the book of Acts, here are the disciples. They're waiting, they're praying, they're worshiping. They hear mighty rushing wind. They get they get filled up. These are the same disciples that did what? Absolutely ran away. When the soldiers were coming for Jesus, right? How many of them were left? None. The same people. Here they are in the upper room. They get baptized by the Holy Ghost. The same man that denied him three times. All of a sudden, 
receiving this gift from heaven absolutely changes him around. He becomes a whole different person. Start speaking in a language all the people that were there. See, that's another message. You understand there's two kinds of tongues, right? Not even two. Yeah, well, there's different kinds of tongues. Let me put it out, right? There's a time where you just edify yourself. Yes? This is between you and God. It says that in Corinthians. This is between you and God. There's another tongue, which is what? A whole different language that you actually speak. All the earth. An earthly language. So they got filled, and they start proclaiming the gospel in a language that those people understand. 3,000 people get saved. You tell me you do not want some of that power. You tell me that it is an option. You tell me that you can speak mere words and then all of a sudden 3,000 people just jump into your, your church and say, Hey, we had you so charismatic, we want to jump up in there. Okay. I'm just saying. There is an intention of you're not part. And then you see throughout the book of Acts, did they just get warm baptism of the Holy Ghost? They got filled up, right? And then what do they say? They were in one accord again, right? Because I'm not going to pull up the scriptures. But they were, not, they, were in, they were in one accord again. And they were worshiping and blessing the Lord and whatnot. And guess what happens? They got filled again. It doesn't mean that they were not. It doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit is now residing in them. They were just hungry for more of the Holy Ghost. Because they had seen what had happened before. So they say, i got to have some more of the Holy Ghost. I'm tapping into the person of God in a way I've never tapped into before. So something in your heart goes, oh, i got to have some more of that. And guess what? The Holy Spirit absolutely responds to the hunger of God. He responds. He responds. He will. He said, blessed are those who hunger after what? Righteousness for they will be filled. I'm telling you, this is the word of God. What it says, blessed. Blessed, happy are you who are hungry after righteousness, because you will be filled. Our Father is not a liar. When he says it, he means it. He does not say in his word that I will give you a snake. He says, you ask for bread, and I am not a father that is going to give you a snake or a scorpion, or give you a rock and then kind of laugh about it. I can't look at my kids and go, you know what? They go, oh, dad, I'm hungry. Can you make a peanut butter on your son? I go outside, slap some peanut butter on it, put it on the table and say, here you go. What kind of sick joke is that? So if we human beings who are completely flawed can actually do that for kids, how about a perfect righteous father whom there is no sin whatsoever in him, no darkness whatsoever, that you ask for the Holy Ghost and instead he kind of ignores you? That just doesn't sound right. Wait a minute. <laughs> Woo! Oh, it's, it's good in here. <laughs> if you're not feeling it, I am. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> in an excellent way. So you see this throughout in the book of Acts. Over and over. So they get filled with the Holy Ghost again. They preach. And it says what? More added to the church. I'm telling you, man, there's a harvest coming. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, without you having a deep intimacy with the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, you're not, not, you're not going to know what is coming in the future. Because guess what? He's the one that reveals that. He says that. Jesus said it. 
He's going to take from all his mind and make it known to you. Yes? He's going to convict the world of sin. Is that our job or the Holy Spirit's job? You show up and you have the power and the presence of God. Guess what? They're going to want what you have. Something in them is going to pull. And sometimes, you know, demons don't like the anointing. Anyways, they start manifesting. People give you a cross-eyed look. They're all mad all of a sudden. You know, why are you mad at me? I just got here. That's because in you, that Holy Ghost is stirring stuff up. And that is an actually good opportunity. Because I remember reading this. Woo, mercy Lord. <laughs> I remember reading this, book, this in Derek Brin's book. And it was so clear. He said, anytime a demon manifests itself, guess what? You have the right to kick it out. So if I show up somewhere and somebody gets angry at me, that demon of anger is showing up. So I just speak and say, Lord, I just release the anointing. And I ask that demon to be quiet right now. All of a sudden, that person calms down. You see, that's what the power of God does. Anyways, I'm, I'm running thin on time. But anyways, let's keep on going here. Amen. But I just want to encourage, there's an intentionality. The disciples were really intentional about that. Because once you've tasted of God, it really is how to, I mean, like I remember Becky says this all the time. Once you've tasted the Lord, you just ruined. You could try everything else. You go back, I'm telling you, you're just going to be, oh, I got to go back because you are absolutely miserable. You become a miserable Christian. There is no way you can have both. Anyways, that's for somebody. So moving on. Okay, moving on. So I want to talk about these five power. Take the next five minutes. Just talk about these five power. I like calling. So it's the firepower. He's the anointing. The anointing. You don't say anointing. It's the anointing. The anointing. The Holy Ghost. Because I love the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you all, man. This, I mean, I'm telling you, if you've not experienced him, my heart's cry for you is that you will, that you will, that you will, that you absolutely will. You will not be the same. There's nothing in your life will absolutely be ordinary anymore. See, let's look at the Old Testament real quick. Okay, I'm going to look at the book of Exodus, starting from Exodus 30. Starting from verse 22 all the way through 30. So Exodus 30, 22 through 30. Okay, this is in the Old Testament. Because everything in the Old Testament was a what? A shadow of the, of what is to come. Okay, so everybody agree with that? So you don't think that African is just making up these words by himself. I want you to show, I want to show you something that says here. My father's word says this. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, Collect the choice spices, and he goes through all that, 12 and a half pounds of pure myrrh, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of uh, fragrant columnus, uh, 12 and a half pounds of cashier, I don't know what that is, as a measure of weight of the sanctuary in shekel. Also get one gallon of olive oil, like a skilled incense maker, blend these ingredients to make a what? A holy anointing. Hmm. So he mixes all these fragrances, right? To make what? A holy anointing oil. That word, holy, I want you to keep that in mind. It's a holy anointing oil. So we see a physical 
natural representation of something that is to come later. That kind of, I already mentioned a little bit. So here we are. So he goes on. And if you notice, all these spices that are being mixed up together, they create a fragrance, right? What does Paul say in the book of Corinthians? We are a fragrance of who? Christ. To the ones that are being saved and to the perishing, we are stench of death. Do you see that? Anyways, do you see a representation in the Old Testament of something that the Lord was wanting to bring into the earth in us, to birth that in us? Because we have this fragrance in us. You see, the power of God has a fragrance. I just want to put it that way. The power of God has a fragrance. It smells. It's a good smell. I'm telling you. Anyways, I, I'm not going to go too much into it. Absolutely. And it says, use this sacred oil to anoint the what? The tabernacle, the ark of the covenant, the table, and all its what? Utensils, the lamps, the lampstand, and all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar bunny offering, and all its... That, does that sound like everything? Okay. Let's keep on going on. <laughs> and it goes on and says, uh, you know, and the wash basin with its stand, consecrate them to make them what? Absolutely holy. After this, whatever touches them will also become. <laughs> Some of you are catching it. Somebody is catching, somebody is catching what, what the Holy Ghost is saying here. It says that. Those are not my words. Anything that it touches becomes holy. The anointing, the firepower, the Holy Ghost, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he is the spirit that we need to go after in our own lives, in our own hearts. Because you see a secret that the Father is releasing right there to us in the Old Testament. Everything that he touches. He didn't say some things. He said everything that he touches, it makes it what? Holy. Does he, is it because, hmm, anyways, let me, let me, let me roll. I got to really back in. I really back in. Then he goes on to say, anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as priests. That's a message for another time. We'll get back to that. You see, this anointing, the passion, the firepower has the ability to transform that which it does what? That which it touches. Oh, gosh, Lord. Oh, my goodness, Lord. So, I'm going to skip all that. I'm running out of time. But let's talk about this word holy. Okay. I want to mention this thing. This word holy. Because sometimes we really feel for about it, right? You hear the word holy, you just start thinking about, oh, gosh, Lord, I, I'm so dirty. I'm nasty. There's, there's no way, man. That, you know what I mean? All this other stuff. But if you were to look at the Hebrew word holy itself, it's Kadesh, right? Or Kadosh. With an African accent, it sounds really cool. Kadosh. 
It says literally means to be set apart for special purpose. It literally means to be set apart for special purpose. Literally means to be what? Set apart. Absolutely. So for you who has been filled and touched by the Holy Spirit, guess what? You are? That should make you explode in your chair. You are born at a certain time. God was very intentional for you to be born in this season. Not back in the time of King David. Not back in the time of Adam. Not back in all this other time. It's the present time that the father decided in his great plan that I'm going to let you be born now so I can fill you with my Holy Spirit so that every single thing you go touch and touch and touch and touch will immediately become holy and set apart so that I can start working on it. It makes salvation, it makes going after the harvest a little bit more easier. It is not burdensome because it's not up to me to make that happen. But it's up to me to be obedient to go and say, you know, Lord, my neighbor needs Christ. So I don't have to go and try to convince him or her that they're a sinner. They already know that. All I have to do is show up and start releasing anointing. I know my person said, Lord, I just release the anointing. I touch the utensils. I touch whatever I can touch right now that you may get on them. Because something happens when he get when he touch, 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 touch. He gets on them. And something happens. Something happens to your neighbor. It takes off the pressure. It makes it a lot more fun and enjoyable to actually be with the Lord. Because you're trying to see how many people can actually touch today and see them get messed up by your holy. Boop. Amen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I got to wrap it up. I got much more to say, but I'll leave that for another time. But let me close with this. Okay. <laughs> get it. Get it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't wait on me. Don't wait on me. Start tapping into it. Don't wait on me. I mean, touch your neighbor. Just, I release, I release, I release anointing on that person. Touch, 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 touch. Touch. Touch and release. Touch, touch. Oh. Beko Satolabo. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Oh. Hey. Oh. Hey. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? You got to have more of the Holy Ghost. There's no other way. I did not come here to preach another message. I came here to give honor to the Holy Spirit. Because he is as much God as the Father is God, as much as Jesus is God. He is Emmanuel, the God who lives in us. He's the God who's among us. Just saying. She go boom below. She go boom below. So, 
Where's Jacob? Come up here, Jacob. Where's Jacob at? Come up here, man. I'm telling you. I'm closing. I'm closing. That's it. There's more to say, but I'm going to just let you all go tap into it. I think I gave you enough for you to go after. There is enough for you to go after. There is enough for you to go after. See, I want to give this testimony so you understand just the power of God. And his timing, which is a whole lot different from our timing, he takes the pressure off. I have, there's a gas station that we have real close to my, to my house. There's this Indian man that owns that gas station. When he first opened it, which was about four years ago, I went there to get some gas. I thanked him. I said, thank you for having the courage to open a gas station in the middle of nowhere. You know, I appreciate it. Because, you know, we start having conversations. I've been to India, all this other stuff. And the Lord just prompted me and just said, I want you to lay your hands on him and just pray and bless his business. He did not say, pray for him so he can get saved. He said, just pray that I will bless his business. So I started praying and said, Lord, I just ask you to bless this man's business. I ask you, Lord, that you just anoint his business, that he will prosper and whatnot. Let me tell you something. Four years later, I go to the same gas station. I've been going in and out, in and out. I go back to that same gas station. Something tremendous happens. He looks at me. He goes, Marlon, I want to give you some good news. He said, I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. This was a Hindu guy. This is a Hindu guy. And listen, here's the most incredible part. He said, it's not necessarily that you just prayed for me. What will it touch me is that you took your time and the God of heaven, this is his words, that the God of heaven took his time to find a small, little, insignificant person and bless his business. It was enough for him to say, I want to receive that God. He did it. The Holy Ghost did it. Touched him. All I, was just, I was just obedient in releasing the anointing and touching that person. Just say, Father, just release the anointing on that person. And you watch the Holy Spirit walk in that person's life. Amen. So stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. Oh, open your heart, open your heart. There's some good that is going to happen here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Oh, Jesus. Oh, baptize us, Lord. <laughs>